1: provide valuable goals-based advice using simple-to-use online client data collection tools, have values and goals discussions, conduct live modelling, produce file notes, strategy papers, SOAs, and automate compliance.
0: Welcome back to the XY Advisor Podcast. I'm Fraser Jack, and today we are up to episode five of our six-part series on talking all things around goals, goals planning, uh, values-based advice—all these great topics which I love very much. Uh, and we're up to the process where we're talking about once clients have set their goals and they're starting to achieve them, uh, that you know there's a, there is a process involved around keeping people on track, um, on progressing towards their goals, and of course modifying and changing goals as they change along the way. Welcome back, Naomi.
1: Thanks, Fraser.
0: Thank you for coming on, taking part in this series. And uh, as, as we mentioned, we're up to that part of the time where people come in and, and progress and review and, and chat to you about their goals. And, and uh, yeah, so let's, let's dive into that part. How do you, how do you go about that?
1: Uh, thanks. So we uh, have a very structured annual review process um, where we compile an annual review document that provides the client with the, um, I guess, underlying investment um, advice that we want to give them for the for the coming year. Um, and once we go through that document and the client's comfortable with the, the changes that we're recommending, we then move to kind of part two of the conversation, which is really around what's changed in their financial world, Um And what's changed in their lives and what are the goal, are the goals that they had last year the same as the goals that they think they have now? And that's for two reasons. One is that the goals have shifted or two, it's that they've refocused or they've hit the goal and they've actually achieved a goal. And it's kind of some of those conversations are my favorite.
0: Yeah. Isn't that fantastic? Yes. You achieved that goal. Fantastic. Now let's move on to the next one. And, and, and uh, that's probably where that original discovery meeting comes in very handy because you, you might've had some that were unachievable in the past and we can start to relook at them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think you also tend to find that some of those original goals that weren't as high a priority or in, in conflict with others have resolved themselves and so you never necessarily need to go back to those uh, particular original goals. You're now forming newer goals and different goals because they've moved to a different uh, phase of their, their journey.
0: Isn't that funny? I saw a thing the other day, the meme the other day that uh, it was a caterpillar and a butterfly and and the caterpillar said, you've changed. And the butterfly says, hey, we're meant to, Um, which is quite quite ironic for this part of the conversation. Um, So tell us about that, like modifying and tracking. When when you are tracking goals, you're tracking towards them, but it's constantly being modified, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. I mean, change is the only certainty and that's more relevant today than I think it's ever been. Um, You know, we're living in very uncertain times. We've got uncertainty in investment markets, um, uncertainty in in how we're living our lives and people are needing to make Kind of firm, clear decisions in the face of uncertainty. And so, you know, the journey is really all about change and, you know, just, that's okay. So yeah, how do we help clients kind of accept that and track that? It it does come back to those. Well, what were the original goals? Where are you today? What needs to change, and how will that look going forward? How is that going to impact on you know the the end picture for you?
0: And how important is it that this tracking process and setting milestones and tracking tracking along those milestones and working out you know that or looking at first looking at that progress, but also looking at you know where they're up to and having that reality check from time to time.
1: Yeah, look, for some people, it's much more important than others. Um, so, you know, for, for some people, it's not that big a deal and it's not that f- much of a focus on the conversation. Uh, for others, it, you know, they're like, well, <laughs> yeah, how are we going and are we going to get there? Um, are we going to be all right? And that's where, you know, you, you want to, I guess, give them comfort that, you know, you, you were here last year. You're now at this point this year. Is that still going to get to you? To where you need to be, or do we need to up the ante? Um, And sometimes those conversations can actually be quite. Challenging and hard uh, because suddenly you've gone from a position of saying to them, you know, in the first year, hey, you know, we, we're building out this model, we're building out this plan. Um, this is how you put these steps in place, and this is how you're going to get to where you need to be and tick off all those boxes. Um, but perhaps they haven't done all those things, or perhaps um, they've changed their mind about those goals, and then suddenly it's like, oh, Okay, well, are we going to now <laughs> be achieving X, Y, and Z? And yeah, you need—I guess in some respects—need to be very honest with the client around uh, how that's progressing for them.
0: Yeah, that, it sounds a bit like um, it's really around the motivation and prioritization conversation. It comes back again—is you know, we we said this was a goal. You said it was. You, you told me it was. And if you haven't done the you haven't done the work or you've let it slip. Is it actually still a goal or, you know, where's the motivation gone?
1: Yeah. And I, I think it looks like, you know, we come into these things sort of having an idea or an ideal around what it is we're trying to achieve. Uh, but if we haven't put the work in, <laughs> if we haven't gone to the gym on our money, then mm. um, how, how important is it? Uh, and so then it's reflecting on that. Well, how important is it for you to achieve this goal if you haven't, if you've spent the last year doing nothing about it?
0: Yeah. Or spent the last year spending the money on other stuff.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. And so how, uh, obviously this is a flexible process and needs to be a flexible process. Mm. How how important is it to maintain that concept of, you know, forever being flexible on these goals?
1: Oh, it's highly important um, because there are also things that happen that are out of our hands um, that which changes things. You know, a parent might get sick and you've got to stop doing some work to take care of them. Uh, that's going to have a huge impact. There are things external to our own ability to stay motivated and do the right thing that very much will impact on our goals. And that's probably more the case than people not sticking to what it is they're supposed to do in the plan. Um, you know, those External things, a redundancy will come come along and, and throw you for a six. Or you 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 might become unemployed um, and not get a redundancy, and then suddenly you're out of work for x number of months. Illness is a big one that is going to throw people's plans out of
0: whack. Yeah, it's a really interesting part, isn't it? Because obviously there's there's obstacles that you know, come along and, and it's a good idea to talk to your clients about the idea of, you know, obstacles will come along and, and just derail the plan. But that's the idea. We we sort of put some contingencies in place. And you, and you also mentioned things that are out of your control, which is really interesting piece of this jigsaw puzzle as well, because some of that sometimes markets drop, you know, you know, there, there is a global plague pandemic and markets drop, you know, a lot, and then uh, and and so you've got to try and manage these expectations, and and uh, you know, at you as the advisor, there's things out of your control as well as things out of control for clients
1: absolutely. And and look, I think that's one area where clients um kind of feel the least in control of their stuff because they've handed over in some respects that responsibility to us as their advisor to give them the advice around where they should be investing and how things are going. And of course, you know, we acknowledge and ensure they understand that we are not responsible for those markets and we don't have the crystal ball. And our role and our job is to really do two Things firstly, I think sort of manage volatility in portfolios to ensure that we can keep them on track, um, and secondly, to have those conversations around the um, the fears that people have and and the emotional side of investing um, to ensure that they don't make decisions that are detrimental to portfolios. Um, we, you know, we had a conversation this morning uh, with the team where, uh, one of our advisors had recommended that a client not exit the markets at the bottom <laughs> in March last year uh, when he was fearful and worried about his portfolio and thought, you know, I'm ringing you to talk this through and I feel like I should move to cash. And of course, we've said that is not a good thing. We'll, you know, shift the portfolio a little bit, but you really should stay invested. And of course, you know, um, sort of 15 months on or so, the client up by 10% from where they were at the bottom of that market at least uh, or 10% above where they started prior to that drop uh, and do, the portfolio is doing great. Uh, and that's where this, you know, the value of advice can come in is really around uh, helping temper people's emotional states when it comes to investing.
0: Fantastic. Wonderful. Thanks, Naomi. We'll, uh, we'll catch you in the next episode.
2: Thanks, Grazer. I'll see you then.
0: Welcome back to this episode, Craig.
2: Thanks, Fraser. Nice to chat again.
0: Thank you. Now we're talking about all things towards the tracking and progress of goals and uh, helping clients stay on track when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, um, progress. And I like to call these sort of things progress conversations rather than sort of reviews. But uh, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, we we have a specific review uh, process, uh, and we have we actually have different review processes for our different um, client segments. Uh, but, but yeah, we, we use quite a few tools and quite a lot of conversation to, to track, uh, one, how, um, they're going with, uh, sticking to the original plan. Two, how circumstances in their life might have changed, which might necessitate the need to be flexible and change a few things up with their plan. Um, and three, how uh, economics and rule changes and things might, uh, lead to exactly the same thing, changing plans.
0: <laughs> yep. So, so some of the things, of course, in that scenario are outside of your control, and I think that's probably a good place to start with a conversation around, you know, keeping the clients on track with what they can control to start with.
2: Yes, yeah, that and that is the main thing is um, making sure after the kind of first implementation for a, for a new client that, you know, if they said they were going to put in some money a month into something, they're doing it. If they said they were going to implement their insurance policy, they're, they're actually doing it. Um you know, if they, if they said that we're going to stick to a particular budget, they're doing it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, having regular uh, touch points is is probably the way that we manage that uh, the best. And it's kind of um, different for the different service levels, but also different for the different life stages, I think, for clients.
0: Yeah, interesting life stages. Now, um, regular touch points, just, just on that one, uh, how many touch points are you having with some of your clients?
2: Oh yeah, once again, that's dependent on the service and the life stage. So um, generally it's about four a year, including, you know, a proper uh, annual review, not including just sort of your um, newsletter that everyone, everyone gets. Um, there's generally about, yeah, generally about four uh, touch points to check up on how things are going, if anything's changed, uh, that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And that's certainly a great opportunity to look at that progress and um, where people are up to. Um, Now, you mentioned the idea around original plan and flexibility. How often, uh, you know, like we set goals in place uh, with clients, but how often do they sort of change along the way, especially if they're longer term?
2: Yeah, well, probably more often than not, actually. Given legislative changes over the last 10, 15 years, I think nearly everyone we've had to alter their plan in some way. Um, But it, explaining that at the start uh, and explaining that, you know, your lifestyle's going to change, your circumstances will change from now. You know, we a lot of assumptions are made when we do a, a lot of our um, financial planning stuff. And, and the main one is that everything stays pretty consistent. And, and we know that life just doesn't work like that. Um, so we've got to make sure that there's a little bit of fat built in when it comes to cash flow stuff. Uh, and we've got to make sure that they're flexible on um, even their priorities uh, in terms of the order of them. And, you know, which ones are going to take priority in particular circumstances and, and which ones might change. And and that's something that we probably need to revisit uh, more often than a lot of people uh, or a lot of advisors have in the past, and and I'm sure the way that we were all trained back 20 years ago when I started.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, this is exactly right. There's a, there's um you know with regular those regular progress meetings towards goals. I think they were super important, but they're also a great conversation. Like I mean, you you don't really want to keep going and reviewing, um you know the the product you set up six months ago. Keep reviewing them on such a regular basis. You really want to make the focus to be around the clients and the goals and tracking towards them and, the, and the, the small things, the behavioral things that can take place.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just reviewing how a product did doesn't offer much value. They can get that in a statement from their, you know, their product provider effectively. Um, so really working out whether, uh, you know, other than whether that product's still going to meet their needs, um, that, that's probably the, the main part of the product. Conversation. The question is, how much has your life changed since last time we, we we caught up? Is it any? Are there any spanners that have been thrown into the works? You know, whether has there been anything, any windfalls? You know, you know the good changes and the bad changes. Have you have you just been promoted or got a bigger bonus than you thought? And are you blowing that on a boat or a jet ski, or are, are we, <laughs> we going to do something with it?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I love the uh, I love the concept um, around. Um, yeah, bringing that forward and making out part of the part of what you do I mean obviously it's very difficult for people to say, you know five years ago, could you have explained exactly what you're doing right now
2: that's that's right, yeah, and I, I suppose one of the things with that is not only are we um regularly communicating with our clients, but in our service agreement, we've got in big bold letters that they are expected to communicate with us as well because it's a two way thing. We're in this together and if we don't know that something's changed in their circumstances, we can't help them. You know, yep. or or their plan might be now wrong all of a sudden. Um so they, they they really need to communicate with us and keep us up to date.
0: And by focusing on the goals, do you think that means that they're able to easily easily communicate with you what their changes might be rather than actually making it about the change about but make it about the goal?
2: Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. So, you know, generally any of those pieces of information that change things will alter a goal and it's a matter of working out, okay, well, is it just the priority that's been altered or is it the actual goal itself um, yep. or is it the time frame? You know, things like uh, illness or injury or we've decided to buy a bigger house. Does that mean all of a sudden they need to work an extra three years so that they can still retire comfortably?
0: Yep. And, uh, and 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 humans being humans, you mentioned life stages before. Do you think there's that's different for different life stages when it comes to this tracking and progress of goals?
2: Yeah, I think it is. And one of the things that we've got that we send out regularly is a kind of a how can we help you? Uh, and we send that out pretty regularly to all of our existing clients. And it's basically just got a big list of life events. And then why any one of these events that has happened to you since last time we met might mean that we need to review things earlier than your scheduled review
0: oh fantastic all right well thank you for that uh craig we'll uh we might catch you in the next episode where we sort of wrap up the six-part series and we're going to be talking about uh, all things to do with the review process and and how we then go forth and uh you know i I know you've got a lot of processes in place but then talk to existing clients or new clients about a concept that we may not have introduced to them in the past sure thanks welcome back to the series kate
3: Thanks, Fraser.
0: Fantastic to have you. Now we're uh, we're talking in this uh, particular episode around the idea of tracking goals, um, you know, modifying goals along the way as they as they do, and and keeping clients focused and motivated um, to achieve goals. Uh, tell us about uh, what you're seeing in that space.
3: Yeah, I mean, the tracking system is always a fabulous one. I love that. The traffic light, like you always, from financial planning pra- perspective, you need to have all the underlying numbers that our software spits out. Um, but the things that I find that really resonate is to have that fabulous visual on, am I head all behind? It's, you know, where am I with my goals in relation to that? And um have i have i achieved what i set out to achieve or have i it's kind of overspent you know um and looking at from your cash flow and your debt and your actuals um obviously then all of your investments and uh yeah the, the businesses that do and financial planning practices that do that well have great visuals um around it and and, and clients naturally refer because they want to be able to chat to you know, financial planners that can know them and and can can give them that great insight.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of um, planners come into their own here because they, you know, we're trained or advisors are trained in this concept of benchmarking and tracking and and uh, and, and the odd graph and understanding. it, You know, the, the hit or behind conversation is a fantastic one, and I think it's very simple for clients to understand. Um, yeah. But I think this is where uh, advisors really come into their own with the with, with our um, you know the numbers, getting the numbers involved and the practical aspects involved.
3: Yes, absolutely. They're so used to the the, the numbers and the practical side of it. Um, and so now it's just really putting a nice visual over the top of that that is meaningful to the clients, that they can resonate and it makes them show up. Like I know the, the financial planning practice that introduced that and um, clients were naturally more engaged in their annual progress meeting um, and they naturally have just referred more.
0: Yeah, I think I think a lot of this progress meeting is um, either realigning uh, people back to, 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 to get back on track, um, you know, working with their motivations and obviously that's really easy to do if you understand their values and, and what mm-hmm. their goals are. Um, so, you know, that whole motivation technique of realigning people back to their values. But then if they can't get there or if there's, something's changed because stuff happens all the time, having that mental flexibility to then modify the goals.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um the it's it is the flexibility around that and knowing um what's important and that's you know where the values come in as well because you're able to be able to go, um, you know, where where was I last year? Where am I this year? So what's the past, what's the future like the current situation? How have I Am I in alignment with that value? Have I achieved what I wanted to set out achieve on on that? Um, Now, some values are are fixed and they never change. And others actually, as you get in alignment with them, there's other values that tend to move up the list. And if there's been a trigger point or a change in situation, you might have gone from employed to self-employed, you know, success and ambition and things like that might be more important as you move through those different phases of your life and transitions in life. So, um, yeah, I see clients' values actually changing over a period of time, um, even when I've done it on my, you know, and as you age and go through your different stages with it all, um, so but that's just like part of the goal space conversation. You just incorporate that, you know. Um, so you, you're either you're either look, redoing their values. like would just be redoing their values each year to see um, what they are and then getting them to rate it and then having a look to see whether that's um, what it was on last year and and what's changed. You know, asking. Um, what what's different with it this year? Why why has this value gone out? You know, you get to have another conversation around that, and it allows you to anchor your all your financial planning based goals around the new the new values if it has been changed um, as well.
0: What are some of the values that you see that don't change versus some of the ones that do? Is it is it generally the highest priority value doesn't change, or is it or is it more around the idea of you know a, a, an upbringing or
3: yeah, I think, um, a lot of people will always have, um, relation well i term it relationship only because i'm trying to house so many of my values under the one (laughs) you can only have five um so obviously family family is key family that community sense it's that sense of belonging is so important to people um and taking care of each other it relates back to that whole meaning and matter and you know purpose and um so so family will always stay in there in some shape or form it just depends um whether you house it in the values card of relationships so um, like me personally I'll put relationships as one of my number one values and um, but my define relationship as the relationship with myself uh, and I put that as the highest priority um, and, and this is probably something I learned on the way I used to put family and go that's the highest priority that I realized that in order to be the best version of myself for my for my family, for my clients, um, for my friends, for my, you know, everyone else, I actually have to make sure that I'm okay first and foremost, and then I can offer the best of myself to everyone else. So yeah, so I'll I'll do relationship uh, with yourself, your family, your partner, your kids, your friends, your colleagues, and your clients, you know. Um, So that family is definitely a big one. Um, Health is also very equally important. Um, You know, a lot lot of people always have health as part of it. They're wanting to be Healthier, they know it's important, and it kind of gets neglected um, a bit along the way. Can do.
0: Yeah there's, yeah, there's some really interesting concepts we can go deep into there with, with regard to. Now you mentioned self, and this is a really interesting part because I think a lot of values um, you need to chuck it down to the self motivation, um, mm-hmm. and and you can call it selfishness, but at the end of the day, it's really the idea of what do you. In, what do you internally get out of that? And you mentioned something like before the sense of belonging, you know, community could be a big part, but the sense of belonging is the sense that you feel not necessarily like if you're doing something great for a community and then mm. you're feeling appreciated, that's excellent. You're helping, but you're also, it's that internal, um, it's that internal driver of something that you personally are getting out of it that often tends to be the driver.
3: Yeah, hundred percent. I heard a um, saying from uh, a seminar. Aaron Sansoni said it, and um, it was around. He calls it kind of calls it the three P. So it's your passion, your purpose, and then your will profit, like the ideal. And then it's called uh, pure think <laughs> magic but when you align all of that for a client um, and when you're able to actually have that complete alignment with it brings that meaning and matter so we obviously do things for ourselves but we are really striving to be able to align our passion and our purpose for, for a higher good um, whether we realize it or not that's kind of heading up that um, hierarchy you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs and trying to be to reach our true potential in order to be the best that we can be um and everyone as we meet those needs they go higher up in terms of that so sometimes we get stuck in the ego needs or the materialistic needs and things like that but as you actually yeah really um bed down that um that those key motivators and you that sense of self and sense of purpose and what you can contribute to others um yeah enable you to have much deeper understanding relationships
0: brilliant thank you Kate uh, for sharing your wisdom with us uh, mm-hmm. in this episode. We went a little bit deep there um, talk about uh, we'll, we'll, we'll jump into the next episode uh, shortly so if you're um, uh, if you listening to this the next episode will be around the idea of uh, the review process uh, and we look forward to catching you in the next episode
3: Thanks Fraser.
0: Welcome back to this episode Tim. Hello Fraser great to be here. Fantastic, and of course, we're talking about modifying and tracking and progressing towards goals, and a, and a little bit about client motivations. Obviously, uh, you know things change, and 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 part of an advisor's job is to keep clients on track and motivated as
4: uh, as you know progressing towards their goals. Yeah, tell us about tell us about what you do in this space. Well, I mean, it's just only natural, isn't it, that um, things are going to change for people, and things are going to need modifying. So. Um, again, I think we've been we're really wrapped with the the processes and the systems that we've been using the last couple of years that make it really easy for people to give us changes to their goals through the system. Um, maybe there's been a change to their situation. Maybe there's been a change to their financials. So let's get all of that, that out on the table before we have another meeting with them. Um, and when we go to have that meeting, we have already got that data on the table and we can have that conversation and then they can sort of say, yeah, a few things have changed. So it's okay, well, let's let's modify a few things and send you back out there in the world to have a crack at that.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Now, do you find that sometimes those things may be, uh, you know, they're tangible things, uh, you know, work, work reduced or expenses increased or whatever they might be but then some of them might be just a lack of motivation and therefore you need to sort of re-explore if that's a true goal?
4: Well, I'm going to start with the positive side of that first cuz I yep. in the best case the clients are smashing it so well that it's like, you know, we can do we can go even higher. We can we want to pay off our mortgage even faster or we want to save for this holiday even faster or we want to save for that deposit even faster because they're building momentum and and momentum creates more momentum. So, in the perfect world, and we're modifying like that in a different world yeah of course you're going to have um someone lost their job or someone's going back to part time work or exciting we're having a baby but not so exciting on the financial side of that because we're going to go back to one income or whatever it is so yeah it can be that i would say mostly it's not a lack of motivation um i'd say probably 10% of cases it might be that you know, we need to modify something because um they didn't really give us the right data at the start or they've been a bit unrealistic with a few things mainly it's just life has has forced some changes on them
0: yeah fantastic and i love this positive side of it too when momentum kicks in and all of a sudden they dial things up and realize that that's sustainable and then want to dial it up a bit more
4: yeah and well let's be honest i think this is what we're all looking for if we were to design if if you and you, maybe you are doing this. You're designing the prototype of the perfect advice business. Um, well, the perfect advice business would have perfect clients and perfect clients would come in and they would keep modifying their goals in an upward direction, wouldn't they? And that, that's yeah. what we want. We want what we're doing to inspire them to uh, uh, aim for more.
0: Fantastic. That's the uh, that's and that's the good news story. If we go back to that original <laughs> original thing, yeah. that uh, the original episode, that that those good news stories that we want them to be telling their friends as well.
4: Yeah, and I think well, let's, let's be honest. It's those clients as well who are going to share the message. They're going to say, you know what, we just never believed, and this is why we get into what we're going to touch on here is the the power of tracking because we're we're forward looking in our mindset. Most of us. And I think we all would have experienced a time when we you, I might say to you, how are you going towards that goal? And you're like, oh, yeah, it's just been so-so. But if we actually got out the data and it's like, well, Fraser, back you, only a year ago you were you were in this position, now you're in this position, you're saying it's not that imp, that impressive, but that's actually good. We quite often need reminding of where we've come from and, and this is the power of tracking these goals because it can actually say, guys, you have have really done well the last year or the last two years you've met these goals and you've put these goals on the table now and we're shooting higher so it's not just to remind them of what value you're adding so that is a great bonus into the mix but it's to give them that feeling of momentum like yeah we are we 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 forgot that i did that um maybe people do this from time to time but I had some clients that I worked out had been coming for 10 years and so I went and found the original fact find and it was it was a funny moment because they, they weren't in a great situation 10 years before and they're like, wow, look how far we've come and I think it's just that reminder of look how far we've come. Yeah, and that's the benefit of this
0: long-term relationship conversations around uh, and and long-term tracking. Now, milestones are a fairly big part of this. Um, Let's throw that word in there while we're we're looking at it, being able to say, you know, we're we're trying to get you to here. It's a long-term goal. We're trying to get you to here and and then track against those.
4: Yeah. Well, I think even milestones, so while we might have a goal to do something by a certain time, I think it's important for us to try and think about how we can frame up some interim milestones on the way to that so that when we're able to sit with clients because this is where that word modification or adapting because if the plan any plan is going to have flat spots or hurdles this is where we've got to maybe adapt the plan and or maybe think about okay we need to do something differently here either we need to change change the goal or we've got to change some element of what you're doing if you want to keep on that path to that goal so, this is where the real rubber hits the road on our advice, I guess, is helping give them that framework. And so, three milestones are uh, massive, I think, and and yeah, met- and creating the the infrastructure to be able to deliver that to them in a way that allows them to action it.
0: Yeah, managing those expectations. And as you said, just uh, demonstrating what the momentum is um, and if, if those expectations are uh, are out yeah. of the, out of this world or, or, or uh, achievable? So just on this concept of uh, achieving goals, you know, uh, how important is it to you to have some sort of, sort of short shorter term goals that in the earlier days that you can tick off and then replace them with other goals?
4: Yes. Well, I think um, for for what the actual goals are, I think you've got to have short term. So again, it probably comes back to that momentum. Because you've got to feel like you're achieving something. So even if, it, let's just pretend for for one minute that someone only had one goal and it was a long-term one. I think we'd invent some short-term goals milestones to help show progress. And and that's yeah. part of the skills, I guess, our skills of helping someone view a big overwhelming goal and, and putting actionable steps in there and milestones that help, if you feel like, the next step isn't that big. Um, we've just got to do that. That's that's comes back to that human nature of I feel good when I achieve things, and when I look down the look up, and if that's a really big step, it feels too big. Yeah, and not sure I find, if I can do it.
0: I feel like some of the uh, the that sometimes
4: um, clients are just looking for permission in some cases to, yeah. to spend the money. Yeah, yeah, they might be. Well, this is the the power I think of the systems that we're using these days is we we can overlay multiple goals and say can they all coexist? And if they can, well, let's work out how we can do that. If they can't, here's the list: the one needs to yeah. go. Which ones are going to be <laughs> <Yeah>, prioritisation? <laughs> I'm going to leave the room for five minutes and come back and tell me <laughs> <Or> whatever <laughs> it is. Enough. Tim, thanks for
0: uh, catching up in this episode. I uh, really appreciate your insights on, on how you and in the, the importance of tracking progress towards uh, goals. Uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. We'll be sort of round this out, look at uh, the review process, and talking to um, you know clients, new clients or existing clients that aren't necessarily goals clients uh, about goals. See you next week. Welcome back, Michael, to this, our fifth uh, podcast in the six-part series. We're talking about goals, hopes, dreams, goals, aspirations, all things around goals-based and values-based financial planning. Thank you for joining us. Mm. Thanks for having me. Now, in this episode, we're really talking about the concept of tracking and milestones and understanding what's keeping a client motivated towards uh, getting there or achieving their goals in line with their values. Uh, tell me about what you are seeing in this space.
5: Yeah, it should be. And it is with a lot of advisors becoming the foundation of the um, annual catch ups. So we'll talk about reviews, as you said, next week, but um, to have the client's goals where the client has got a vested interest in those goals, they chose them because you had a tool that helped them do that. They expanded on them because you asked them what they meant to them. They've told you how important they are to them. And they've told you more or less when they want to achieve them. Is it a short, medium or long term goal? And so it's their goals and you're just helping them articulate them and make them into smart goals and uh, helping them put strategies around those goals to achieve them. So it's something that's very, very important to the client. And as we mentioned before, it's something that they can understand. They may not understand the mechanisms and how to achieve those goals, but they certainly know that they've got a goal and when they want to achieve it by and they can tell when they have achieved it. Um, because you've turned it into smart goals so that they can. So um, yep. I don't think you really need to keep the clients motivated. If they're good goals and they're stretch goals and they're achieving some of them and they've got some nice big ones in the future, they should be itching to come in for a meeting, for a review, not you trying to chase them up to go, hey, we haven't seen you for 15 months now you need to come in for a meeting.
0: Yep. Now, uh, now, part of this, you mentioned smart goals. I love the smart goal conversation. Now, obviously, the M is, is around measuring or being able to measure goals um, and tr- and track them along the process of, you know, like, are we actually on track or not on track? Um, yeah. how, you know, and, and, the, and the milestone conversation around tracking and if we've got milestones by the end of the month, by the end of the, you know, every month we need to be here, are we there or not? Um, little wins along the way, I guess. Uh, talk to me how important that idea of tracking is.
5: Yeah, it's, it's really important. And, you know, let's use something that's simple that everyone understands, which is going on holiday, say so overseas. So the client has said, we want to go overseas, and that's their goal. And as we mentioned before, it's really important to them because their kids are reading a, reaching a certain age. So then that's fine. And the value that the advisor adds is, well, where do you want to go overseas? Well, we'd like to go to Europe and, in particular, these countries. So you add that into the goal to make it more tangible How much money do you need? Well, we think it's going to cost us twenty-five grand. Great, let's add that in. How are you going to pay for it? Well, we've saved ten grand so far. We think we can save another five in the next year, and we're going to put ten grand on the credit card or on a personal loan. So, they it's much more tangible. It's getting broken down into the components, and then they can measure that. So, have you got the ten grand that you saved? Yes, tick that box. Are you saving five hundred bucks a month to get you towards the ten or twelve grand that you said you'd save by the time you go? And have you cleaned the credit card up so that you've got ten grand spare on there? And so just breaking it into those little components, and um, that just becomes a great way where the client can see, I'm here now. My goal is to go to the airport on that particular day, and this is the things I need in place, and I'm, I'm inching towards that, and it's getting pretty
0: exciting for me. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, uh, also some that's some of the conversations that it has to be had at, at this point are around the idea of modifying goals of something, especially um, you could be tracking, you could be getting there earlier, you could be getting there um, there later, or, or not being able to have the sorts of things. Or there's something popped up. You know, there's been a there's been uh, something or an obstacle that's jumped in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, the idea that advisors can easily modify or help or work with their clients to modify goals.
5: Yeah, so some of those you probably need some modeling tools to help you and ideally something that's visual and simple to use in front of a client and that's powerful. So, you know, a client's goal, if they're in their 50s, say 52 and 50, they might want to retire at 62 and 60. And then COVID comes along and puts a bit of a dent in that. So to have live modeling tools where you can say there's a number of options, you could spend less money in retirement, you could work an extra X amount of years. Uh, you could salary sacrifice, you don't buy that car that you wanted to buy, or in retirement you said you wanted to buy a new Corolla every four years, maybe that's a new Corolla every seven years. But if you can do those, that modeling live with a client and each decision that's made or each what-if shows a visual outcome that improves their situation, that's fantastic because the client buys into that because it's their world unfolding in front of them up on a screen. And then to open the goals tool and say, okay, well, let's change this. You you wanted to retire at 62 and 60. How about 64 and 62? And they might have been thinking they've got to work to 70. So for them, it's like, okay, well, that's actually not as bad as I thought. And we are saving some money. So let's salary sacrifice and let's downsize the house and get into a cheaper property. And that puts more money into super. All of those actions and strategies just help them realize that, their goal is there and they're going to achieve it, but the goalposts might move a bit and the edits that are made and the compromises made are in the best interest of having a comfortable retirement, which is what they wanted in the first place.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of that, that modification process is really around saying, well, we really want this thing when you really want something, there's a, a level of pressure. I guess that becomes, you know, there 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 is a motivating pressure to do or to want or achieve or to, or to succeed sometimes. And if that gets too much, then the, just the modification process can just relieve some of that extra pressure.
5: Yeah, and and some goals just might get put on hold. You know, so you wanted to do goal X. It's going to cost you thirty grand. You're not going to have the cash flow to do that in two years' time. Let's just put it on hold and we revisit it next year and see if we can pull it in or, or when it can be scheduled to be a goal again. But, you know, if looking at your goals and priority, it's not a high priority, and looking at your values, it's not a very important thing to you. So that enables us to put it on the sideline for a couple of years um, to keep you on track to get your more
0: important goals. Yep, fantastic, uh, Michael. Thanks for catching up in this episode. Really appreciate it. Uh, in the in the final episode coming up, uh, we're going to start talking about the idea of the their the review process and uh, helping existing clients uh, introduced to the goals based advice world. Fantastic.